Hello loves, Danielle Goley here, your host of Design to Awaken podcast. I'm your life purpose coach, empathic intuitive, and human design expert. I'm passionate about all things personal growth and development, spirituality, holistic well-being, relationships, and living with purpose and intention while being of service to others and the world. I'm a small town girl from North Central Montana who loves her family and community, who took a leap of faith and stepped outside of the status quo and left my professional career as Director of Public Health and began my personal journey of spiritual awakening and aligning with my soul's purpose. I'm here now to share personal experiences, lessons, failures, and what I have discovered along my own personal journey on this thing that we call life. Are you ready to be vulnerable in a space that's safe and begin celebrating your own authentic self? Awesome! Then pull up a seat, grab a cup of tea or your favorite thing to sip on, and let's talk all things. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose in the world? This is the Design to Awaken podcast. I am so excited for today's episode with Dr. Chloe. Her and I met in a certification for human design, but a little bit about Dr. Chloe is she loves using the most effective approaches to creating long-term habit change. As a doctor of Chinese medicine, self-mastery coach, certified quit smoking specialist, and trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, LNP, Dr. Chloe is devoted to supporting purpose-driven leaders in embodying their next level of health and performance as the founder of her company, Ascended Alchemy. With over a decade of clinical experience focused on how our mental and emotional health manifests through our physical body and vice versa, Dr. Chloe's work is dedicated to helping clients connect to the strengthen of their mind, to the wisdom of their body, so that they can finally reprogram unconscious habits like I'm not good enough stories, anxiety, and or smoking, so they can feel confident, capable, and connected to their purpose. When she is working with clients online and in person, Dr. Chloe incorporates Chinese medicine, esoteric acupuncture, NLP, mental emotional release, hypnosis, human design, gene keys, and quit smoking in 60 minutes, therapy to assist her clients' healing process at the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical levels. At the core of our work, Dr. Chloe is dedicated to helping you release mental and emotional baggage so you can finally have space for your true self to express, oh my gosh, you are speaking all of the things that I love, but I'm so excited to have you on today, Dr. Chloe. So tell us a little bit more about you and what got you so excited about really working on the mental and emotional level of healing. Yeah, so that's a big question. It's a great question. And while I almost wish there was a specific event to make the story easy to follow, it was more so a series of events rather than events, rather than an event in and of itself that quote unquote got me started on the path. And I was actually just having a conversation with someone, one of my teachers actually earlier this morning, about how even the I would say like the 12-year-old version of me and the 23-year-old version of me would be so surprised 
where we are today in a good way. Because back in the day, I experienced a lot of anxiety symptoms related to social anxiety, fear about what, a, what would people think of me, trying to wear certain things. I told a story to a friend recently of when I was in college going through sorority rush and choosing like specific juicy couture jewelry so that I would be good enough to be chosen kind of idea and how silly it is looking back and these thoughts of why can't I ever be good enough? Why is my voice weird kind of idea? Why can't I create success like other people were prominent thoughts in my reality up until I really got into the world of personal growth and development. And that was a really expansive, one could say awakening time for myself where I started to get a glimpse of, whoa, I get to play a role in the reality I experience. So if I don't like the reality I am experiencing, then I can change it. There's a sense of responsibility. There's a sense of agency that I was awakened into. And the dark side of ambition, I like to describe it as, led me to being so focused on the future and disconnected from the present that I actually started to neglect taking care of my body. Which as an athlete, it wasn't something I always consciously needed to do because it was just a lifestyle that I had until I started to put sleep on the back burner. And what this specifically looked like was attempting to get two hours of sleep per night. Highly do not recommend. <laughs> And essentially this led to one of these days, I think it was like on day five or day six of this attempt to only sleep two hours and get everything done, including like workouts and working a job, being active as a coach for a high school girls lacrosse team, all this other stuff and a <laughs> keeping up with studies. And I essentially experienced a panic attack that ultimately led me in the hospital because my body had been so depleted, I actually needed IVs to replenish myself. This also led to a series of psychiatry sessions where I was diagnosed with clinical depression and prescribed a antidepressant, which was a perfect bridge for where I was because it helped me to essentially get back into sleeping again because of that week almost of not sleeping, I had almost trained my body to not be able to fall asleep. I was so much in that sympathetic drive. I was not able to easily fall asleep and stay asleep. So the prescription actually helped me to get back into a regular sleeping rhythm again. And then once I was able to establish a new baseline, I actually sought out a Chinese medicine doctor, a acupuncturist, who I had never tried acupuncture. I was actually a little bit afraid of needles by this point because I did not like the needles that I experienced from the shots at hospitals. However, what I was grateful to find is that the needles for acupuncture were very different. And I actually, on that first session with the acupuncturist, was surprised to find that I fell into the deepest, most restorative sleep in what felt like years on that acupuncture table. When I woke up, I felt like I <laughs> was refreshed and almost like a new person. I was like, wait, what happened? Was that like five hours? He was like, no, that was one session. I was like, interesting. So I kept coming back and started to have conversations with him like, what are you doing that point for? What are you seeing in my tongue? What do you feel in my pulse? And I became so curious about this medicine that he described where 
in Chinese medicine, the mind and body are inseparable. So there's no such thing as really treating only mind or mental quote unquote disorders. There wasn't anything about treating only the body or physical concerns. It was treating the person as a whole. I was like, that sounds really interesting. And then I put it on the back burner until I finally, after trying the nine to five, which for some people is perfect. And for me, it wasn't something that I could really see myself doing long term. I decided to apply and try out a semester of acupuncture school once I was accepted. And then six years later, I graduated with my doctorate after getting my master's degree and license to practice acupuncture. So that is a thank you so much for listening. The long about way, most condensed way of as far as like, how did you get here? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an amazing representation of like you said it's it's kind of a a series of things that led you but there's that breaking point you know there even if it's a series there still seems to be somewhat of a breaking point of that that sleep situation where you were you know to a point where you weren't sleeping I don't know but I I've studied traditional Chinese medicine Um, I am not a acupuncturist I actually stepped away with 20 credits left when spirit said you're not meant to be a traditional practitioner you're meant to go into coaching and I absolutely love love Chinese medicine and um, that was something that you and I connected on quite quickly once we realized that we had that in common as well as in human design being a one three profile. And I could hear you and in, in when you're sharing kind of your journey, how that one three profile of the investigator and then the trial and error energy was playing out along your journey. Actually, let's talk a little bit about human design and that one three profile since we have that in common. How have you seen that kind of play out in your life? Oh, absolutely. As soon as I learned a little bit more about the 1-3 profile, and if this profile is almost the rules that we are here to play at a conscious and unconscious level, I was like, yep, that is me. I am 1-3. I am the one mind that wants to investigate, go deep down the rabbit holes and learn all the things. That's where I have described myself as a student for life or student of life for life. Where if, you know, college was free, I would probably always be enrolled in another degree program (laughs) and another degree program. Just had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple weeks ago who is getting his PhD in neuroscience. I was like, tell me more. I want to do it. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't need to do this right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like, but I want to learn more. So that's the one. And then with the three, it's been something I appreciate especially since my partner my boyfriend Brian is not a one three he is actually a he's a five one yeah he's a five one so with me in the three line something that I have said and I've noticed it doesn't work for him necessarily is fell fast fell forward and that's been the mindset that I chose to take on early when I decided to slash fell in love with the journey of entrepreneurship, remembering that it is something that is chosen. No one has to be an entrepreneur. And for me, this idea of fell fast, fell forward was really helpful for me, not in a way of looking for failures, but more so in the sense of I know that each no or each time I don't get necessarily what I want it to get, it's helping me to get closer to where I do want to get. And it's always on the path, like net positive forward kind of idea. So that's how it's really shown up for me as a one three personally, and then definitely in every other area of my life, for sure with 
physical health, athletics, with academia, with work, and even relationships. I feel like I'm very grateful to have had the mindset of like, I don't need a person and I trust that the right person is going to show up and I'm it's going to be perfect when I know because if it's not this person, better to know now because then I am going to be even closer to finding my person. Oh my gosh, absolutely. A couple of things. I love the fell fast, fell forward. My favorite quote, and I finally had it tattooed on my body, is live it, love it, learn from it. Hmm. You know, and, and that, I knew that before I really understood even, I didn't even know about human design or the 1-3 profile as the investigator and then the trial and error person. But I've always believed that we're here to live it, love it, and then learn from it. You know, we're going to have failures. Oh my gosh. Going down the rabbit hole, my family knows that there's a new topic that I'm just like involved in learning. Don't expect to see me. I literally can sit in my office on the computer for 12 hours studying one topic when I am just sparked by it. And same thing about when, you know, my own personal journey from going from registered nurse to public health to public health director to moving and uprooting our whole family, moving to Colorado to study traditional Chinese medicine to telling my family, oh, now I'm wanting to become an entrepreneur and be a purpose coach and intuitive reader. And it is all of those learning and lessons. And like you were saying that each time we do something, even if it's not the end result, we ideally we're looking for, it leads us to the next growth of where we're really meant to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other thing that you were mentioning that I can totally resonate as a 1-3 profile is the relationship aspect. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard this, but they say the the three line is the make bond, break bonds line. I have not heard that. Tell me more. Yeah. So it, it's really about... I think because of the one we can it's we're all about foundation, right? We're that basement building that foundation investigating. But with the three, we can see the cracks and foundations. And that relates even to relationships. And just like you were saying, you know, if this relationship's not meant to be, at least then I will know what relationship will be. I've seen in my life as the one three profile that there are relationships that will come into my life. Again, I'm here to learn, right? That line three, trial and error, and to really learn from things. I truly believe that everybody comes into our life at the divine timing, you know, for both of us, right? Because it's a mutual relationship, but for something to be learned from, grow from, and sometimes they stay and sometimes they don't. I also have a lot of people in my life, people that will always be there because A, they allow me time to go down that rabbit hole and step away and not take it personally. And then when I'm ready to, to resurface, rejoin, to connect again. And there are some people that they come into my life or I come into their life and it's very quickly. And I used to judge myself for that. There must be something wrong with me. Why, why can't I keep like certain friendships for a longer period of time until I realized make bonds, break bonds. And it's not a bad thing. Even with my marriage, we've been together, married 23 years and together 26. It works because he allows me to break bond. Like go out, explore without any hard ties, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I actually, I bought the Cosmic Compendium from Maria Henning, and I just looked up the 1-3 profile, and she has a great quote here in that section where for the 1-3, 
If the foundation feels unstable, they might break the bonds as many times as necessary with the intention to renegotiate boundaries, allowing the connection to strengthen or be completely severed. So ultimately, one threes are here to develop their strength through the mysteries of the world and understand themselves, build healthy external bonds with their tribe where experimentation can happen that would benefit the whole tribe kind of idea and it's important that the other people know that experimentation is a part of being a one three <laughs> yes oh that's that's a very cool description and that's exactly what i've come to realize and then the people that have been in my life a long time subconsciously we must have had this agreement that it's okay and that they give me that space and they and i allow them that space as well Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that this being a synchronistic kind of like see where this conversation goes is in the timing where I'm actually having dinner tonight with one of those friends who we've been friends for a good amount of time. And it's each of us have we actually acknowledged the last time we caught up like, whoa, we've had so many different lifetimes or identities in the time of our friendship. And I really appreciate something I about this friendship where I've been able to be whoever I was at the time without any kind of even subtle like repercussions, whether it's like a lack of joy for an exciting celebration that I have or like a hard time that I'm going through and it's diminished. It's kind of like, cool, whoever you are today is perfect. It's been a very easy and fulfilling friendship. Yeah, yeah. that And again, the, the, the friendship's... I mean, I'm thinking of a couple in my own life. And like I said, even with my, my relationship with my husband has been that way where he's allowed me that space without feeling judgment, right? Or if I get too far out left or wherever, he, he can have that conversation and be like, are you sure this is what your intention was? But it's without judgment. And same thing with certain friends. Like you said, they we just have that space of understanding. Mutual understanding maybe wasn't even having be said. I've I've had to I've had conversations in my own head about was there something wrong with me before understanding human design and understanding this this profile number, thinking that, gosh, there might be something amiss with me because I do have people that come in and out of my life quite frequently when you look at other people that like have these massive communities of people that they're always connected with but now no longer do I let that belief cloud my my knowingness I guess and that's what I love about human design it just helps you really truly be okay with what's already neatly how we operate. Absolutely. It's something that I am very, very grateful to have found through human design for sure. And it was actually a really cool, I believe it was 2000, gosh, what would it have been? I think I found a photo on my phone from either 2016 or 2017 of a flyer for human design. And it was for a little workshop that was being hosted by actually a mentor of mine. She is a doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncturist who would use human design charts 
for complex cases that she was treating to further get insight into where energy could be stagnated or where there could be a potential block per se. And I was like, whoa, I looked at one. I remember that she pulled up for me. She mentioned like, oh, you have the gate, the gardener or something like this. You could probably talk to plants. And I was like, whoa, is that why I really resonate with psilocybin mushrooms kind of idea at the time? Or this is why I do love spending time here or there. And then that was like it as my taster goes. And I was like, wait, like, what am I looking at? So as I continued to do self-study, every time I heard about either what a generator meant or someone who had an open G-Center, I was just like, oh, this makes sense. And the more that it made sense for me, it almost gave me more permission to accept myself and then therefore express myself. Mm, accept myself and express myself. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's something else that you are an immense amount of wisdom around is that emotional expression and how that relates to our physical body. I'd love to hear a little bit more how that plays into the work you do in the world um, to support your clients and yourself. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the mental, emotional, physical, and energetic connection, what's really neat is that with the clients that I get to work with, with the clients that I get to support, they already have some kind of conscious concept or frame of reference that our our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings have an influence and direct impact on what's going on physically for them. For example, whether someone might be experiencing chronic congestion symptoms, sinus symptoms, maybe they've developed food sensitivities that weren't present only a year ago. And it's weird things, whether it's like sweet potatoes or blueberries, whatever it might be, and they're like, what's going on? (laughs) Kind of like that. We might dive further into some unresolved grief, thinking of a specific client, unresolved grief with their mom kind of idea. And before getting into human design, this was a way to, or this specific theme of the mental, emotional bodies are impacting the physical bodies was the core component, the core focus of my work. And so since incorporating human design, it's almost like offering a compass for, I love the metaphor that Maria Henning uses. If human design is a compass, then Jinkies is a map kind of idea. So utilizing human design is almost like offering my clients a compass for them to come back to themselves. I say it's a way for them to come back to their center, which as you know from Chinese medicine, our center, our heart, It's the supreme controller. It's the emperor. It is the empress. It's the one that keeps the rhythm steady and harmony throughout the entire kingdom of the other organ systems and therefore the body, right? So we have this compass that helps us to navigate back to our heart and from our hearts. Then how much more deeper can we go through the mental and emotional journey? So utilizing things like neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, hypnosis, and mental emotional release. These are all modalities, tools, and methods of change that help clients to leverage the power of their unconscious mind so that they're able to really create long-term sustainable change that creates the results that they desire. I'm so intrigued by all of the modalities that, and again, that's that one three like giddy girl that's like, oh my god, I want to learn all of those things as well. Because we're always learning and 
trying things out, but I'm just having like when I was in in my own master's of Chinese medicine, I had like you were saying all of a sudden all of these weird food allergies that I never had in my entire life because during that time of my life, I was going through my spiritual awakening or my dark night of the soul, you know, whatever people want to call it on top of, you know, studying this ancient healing modality. And then of course, having other students, you know, needle me that we really have no idea what we're doing and moving energy in all sorts of directions. But it really was all of the emotions. For me, I was blocked, emotionally blocked. Um, I share the story of when my mom passed away, I, I was the one that found her deceased. The next morning I was in the shower and I realized I couldn't cry and having the conversation with myself, like, what is wrong with you, Danielle? You, you're not able to cry. And understanding that I literally had put a wall up and did not allow myself to feel emotions. You know, I think I was around 36 years old when my mom passed realizing that feeling emotions and then when I started acupuncture school and starting to move emotions and and addressing them how my body started having weird symptoms just like you were saying and it was because I all of those emotions that had been held back within my body were starting to surface and so my physical body was starting to have symptoms and so I love the fact that you have these other modalities to support people in addressing that because for me I searched out help but I at the time again I think it's because of my profile of one three I meant to learn and trial myself I couldn't find any real resources you know the people I did come into just said yeah you're going through this quickly it hasn't been my experience you know I, I used massage I used acupuncture I used gosh pretty much everything herbs but even Chinese medicine herbs actually aggravated my symptoms more. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that too, where I actually, there was a client I recently worked with and we have worked together. She had similar experience with the sensitivities and being aggravated or having an adverse reaction to training herbs. And what was really interesting is that in her intake form, she, I have a little section where like, you knowing your body best, like, what do you think is going on? And she mentioned, I think it's related to unsupportive thoughts and unresolved. She didn't say emotional baggage, but to the likes of like unsupportive thoughts that are contributing to nervous system dysregulation. I was like, cool, like, this is going to be great because when it comes to, at least from my perspective, I like, I so appreciate the bottom up approach where it's, you know, working with the body to promote a healthy resilience or healthy response of the nervous system in and of itself. To be able to help cultivate a wide window of tolerance or a wide zone of resilience so that someone is able to move through life and have a sympathetic response then return back to their baseline kind of idea. And there's also the top-down approach where it's the mental perception of whatever is happening. So it's that combination that does make the difference. And with something like NLP, which is a method of communication and personal development that focuses on the connection between language, behavior, and the mind, it's essentially the theory and application of how our language impacts the nervous system and therefore our experience of life. So whether it's like, oh, we with human design, there's another perspective where we can give language to why we might be feeling a certain way. I'm thinking about with your open emotional center, was there 
an opportunity where someone could have said like, hey, like sometimes you may amplify the emotions of the people around you kind of idea. Here are some tools to help you navigate that. And when it comes to the idea that uh, we are complex and so individual, complex individual and also simple at our core, I think that it's like you mentioned, it's a matter of finding the right thing at the right time with or without the right person kind of idea. So I appreciate how you've been able to take your experience from the past. Very, what I can imagine, tough and challenging experiences from the past. Reflect on it in a way that like, hey, this is how it made me today stronger, more wise, and able to then meet my clients at a depth that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate you reflecting that back. And just I got a smile on my face when you when you mentioned the open emotional center and how, you know, amplifying other people's emotions, because that's exactly now knowing, right? Now knowing about that about myself and the experience I was having. And again, why I at a young age, probably blocked feeling emotions because of being that amplifier and then moving to a city of knowing no one literally was it was so hard for me you talk about that anxiety social anxiety mine was going out of the house and onto the freeway because I could feel the rage on on the freeway and then all of the angst you know everybody the program going through their own transitions and then the clients and our patients my family evil that my family was experiencing. You're right. I absolutely know you're doing the same thing, especially being a one through reflecting back on our our journeys. It does make us have a, a different level of compassion and empathy. A for ourselves first. I mean it has to start with ourselves first. But then to be able to understand I can't remember if your G Center is open. It definitely is open. Yeah, same here. So being able to have an open G-Center, which is being able to reflect and helping others understand who they are too, right? Oh, I love having an open G-Center now. And I I truly, I don't know about yourself, as I've continued to learn more about my design, even more about my jinkies, I'm like, I love this. This is so cool. Like, of course, this is open. Of course, this is defined. Of course, whatever it may be, because it has allowed me to add context that feels empowering for me to therefore view the events of my past and consider what I would like the future to be now knowing what I know now. Oh, yes. Absolutely. It, it really does give us permission. And, and that's really where the Design to Awaken podcast came from was we all are designed to awaken. And it's, it looks different for each of us. I just, my hopes is to give people permission. And I think that's our Open G Center, right? Giving everyone permission to be who they really are. And that's through awareness. You know, at least for me, I believe it starts with awareness, the curiosity and self-love to be like, okay, I, I want to know who I am and give myself permission to express that in a way that is authentic and in alignment. Can you imagine if we, the more people we can get to live awakened and aligned, how amazing this whole world will be? 
Absolutely. And it's it's also something that I like to remember where each person has their own individual dharma, their path kind of idea. Especially when I think about family members who or friends who I've lost at society would say early and remembering sometimes with a very hard or challenging reminder that like who's to say what's the right timing or not kind of idea we are human making machines it's maybe that person is that level of awake for them and my level of awake means something different for someone else kind of idea where what we have unconscious is totally going to be unconscious until we bring it to conscious and like you mentioned awareness is that first step so when it comes to a world where more and more people are doing the work whatever that means for them i think it's really exciting to think about and there's in my perception and the perception that I choose to hold that the world is on an upward spiral because if I were to hold any other truth besides that I do know it will filter the way that I perceive everything else absolutely absolutely it is our perception right it's our and so with that said what advice or tools or tips would you like to leave our listeners with around supporting them in their own journey their own dharma great question The biggest thing that I would love to leave anyone who is listening to this conversation with is the reminder that we are not a, we are not bound to anything from the past or the future. That any desire that we have has been placed within our heart as almost like a call forth and is totally okay and actually highly encouraged as long as that desire is ecological you know good for self others and the planet that that desire is relentlessly pursued because and maybe this is my generator speaking that as we pursue what lights us up it creates that kind of light that shines a path for others as well it's the thinking about hey like that one person who really shifted the trajectory in my life they were just doing their dharma how many times have i maybe done that for someone else already so having that as evidence and we are always finding evidence for the story that we wish to be telling ourselves maybe it looks like starting with finding evidence for the story that you wish to be living tomorrow or even right now because all we have is now right and with all that being said i hope that we can remember over and over again how powerful we truly are how powerful and what a how much agency we have in what's being created and what will be created for our life. So if anyone needs a reminder to they could totally reach out to Danielle or myself. And I am so sure we're going to say something like, you got this. You so can do this. And yes, this might suck now. And you so got this. Like life is refining you. The strongest still go through the hottest fires. They do for sure. And I echo, you got this. And with that, where can our listeners connect more with you? Because I truly, you are a gift. You have so much that you have to offer anybody that's either in beginning their awakening or been on their awakening. Because again, for me, when I was during my dark night of the soul, I would have loved, loved, loved to been able to work with you. So where can people connect with you? 
Yeah, thank you so much for that. I love hanging out on Instagram. That's actually my favorite place to say hi and stay connected. I am at Dr. Chloe Hom on Instagram, dr.chloehom, and all my links to everything else are in my bio. So that's the best place to say hi. I would love to hear your takeaways, especially I know I've got a lot of one threes in my life actually. So it's always fun to literally share research with each other and like share insights. And oh my gosh. Did you see this? Let me share this article with you. <laughs> Please say hello. Genuinely love connecting with others who are on this path. And if anything resonated with you here as a listener, definitely, definitely re- reach out. And again, I absolutely encourage if you resonated with anything that Dr. Chloe has shared, please, please say hi and share with her. And yes, I was just telling a friend today, have you checked out X, Y, and Z, you know, sharing all of the resources that I've come across and it just so naturally comes, you know, and the people that know me and that are probably listening, they're like, oh gosh, yes, that's so Danielle. And to know that that's so Chloe as well. Is there any last minute or last thoughts that you'd like to share before we let our listeners head on to the rest of their day? Maybe it's the gene key that's in 30 right now. A reminder to have fun, have fun along the journey. This journey of personal growth and development can be super serious sometimes. I know that shadow work in and of itself is maybe a challenge sometimes. So remember to have fun and embrace the joy just as much as we embrace the challenge. I don't know if any other previous athletes or athletes listening to this resonate where we're like, yeah, lift heavier, make it like the suffer will make us stronger. And also remember to prioritize our joy. <laughs> Yes, that is a great reminder for like you said, right now with gate 30, but anytime. So thank you so much again, Chloe. Again, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Much love. Wahoo! What a great time we spent together in another episode of Design to Awaken. If you found the topic of human design interesting, supportive, or would just love to learn more about your own personal design, It would be an honor to support you with a private human design and gene key reading. During a session, I will support you to begin remembering your truth within and aligning with your authentic self so that you too can fulfill your soul's purpose. My availability is limited, so book your session today at the link below in the show notes. You can also learn more how to work with me on my website, daniellegoley.com. Remember to rate, And subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Friday. This is Danielle Goley signing off. See you next time. Much love.